Otherwise, the Shadow Twala. See the world from a woman's point of view. A good day to you, Mzansi. Welcome to Otherwise Talking Women on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. My name is Shadow Twala. Hazel Makuzeni is the producer of the show. And our technical producer for today is Garnet Nguiniga. Our contact details are 0892-102010. Email otherwise at safm.co.za. Tweets at otherwise safm or at Shadow Twala. Today, the SABC launches the 16 Days of Activism for No Violence Against Women and Children campaign. My guests are Camilla Pele, founder of STAR, Major General Yvonne Bucheleng, National Head of Family Violence, Child Protection and Sexual Offences Unit at SAPS, and rape survivor Alistair Memasta with the Epic Foundation. But first... Chew on these wise words... The Lunch Bite on SAFM. I found a quote, and our Lunch Bite is a, is, is a bit, um, yeah, a bit huge today because uh, I thought it was important for what we're launching. Uh, Canadian broadcaster and United Nations Special Envoy for HIV and AIDS in Africa says, and there's one other matter that I must raise, the epidemic of domestic sexual violence that lacerates the soul of South Africa is mirrored in the pattern of grotesque raping in areas of outright conflict from Darfur to the Democratic Republic of the Congo and in areas of contested electoral turbulence from Kenya to Zimbabwe. Inevitably, a certain percentage of the rapes transmits the AIDS virus. We don't know how high that percentage is. We know only that women are subjected to the most dreadful double, double jeopardy. The point must also be made that there's no such thing as the enjoyment of good health for women who live in constant fear of rape. Countless strong women survive the sexual assaults that occur in the millions every year. But every rape leaves a scar. No one ever fully heals. This business of discrimination against the oppression and oppression of women is the world's most poisonous curse. Nowhere is it felt with greater catastrophic force than in the AIDS pandemic. This audience knows the statistics full well. You've chronicled them. You've measured them. The epidemiologists amongst you have disaggregated them. What has to happen with one unified voice is that the scientific community tells the political community that it must understand one incontrovertible fact of health. Bringing an end to sexual violence is a vital component in bringing an end to AIDS. The brave groups of women who dare to speak up on the ground in country after country should not have to wage this fight in despairing and lonely isolation. They should hear the voices of scientific thunder. You understand the connections between violence against women and vulnerability to the virus. No one can challenge your understanding. Use it. I beg you, use it. That's Stephen Lewis. It's not over yet. There's still 19 minutes to play for in the second leg of the CAF Confederations Cup Final between Atwal Tusakhil of Tunisia and Uzansi's Orlando Pirates at the Stadio Olympista Sosa. This is not a boardroom meeting. It's war. SABC Sport will exhilarate you with a live action this Sunday on SABC 1 at 8 or your favorite SABC radio station. Bring it home, Mabaganea. Hashtag, my boo, yeah. SABC Sport. 
for the love of the game. The city of Johannesburg will host the 7th AfriCity Summit from 29th November to 3rd December 2015 at the Sentin Convention Center. This is a platform for in-depth exchanges on topics such as decentralization, infrastructure, food security, urban safety and carbon emissions. Network with mayors, ministers, local authorities and representatives from the private sector, civil society and academia. Register now on AfriCities2015.org. Joburg, a world-class African city. Share summer with a variety of new shows from our family to yours. Chill out and enjoy the magic on The Secret Circle. Mondays, 8 p.m. Freshen up with inspiration on Visionaries Lounge. Tuesdays, 8.30 p.m. Enjoy family antics on My Wife and Kids. Thursdays, 8 p.m. And it's laughter galore on Bantu Hour. Saturdays, 9 p.m. Get the most this summer with extra special entertainment. Hashtag Share Summer, only on SABC2. My name is Rowena Bird, and I support the 16 Days of Activism for No Violence Against Women and Children. I believe in collective activism. Let's all take part in preventing violence against women and children. Otherwise, with Shadow Twala, putting the ladies in the limelight. Putting the ladies in the limelight. As we launch the campaign today, which is also International Day for the Elimination of Violence Against Women, and the campaign runs until the 10th of December, which is International Human Rights Day, and the period includes Universal Children's Day and World AIDS Day. My guest talk, talk to us about her foundation and the Tears Foundation, Transform Education About Rape and Sexual Abuse. Camilla Pille joins me from our Johannesburg studios. Hello, Camilla. Hello, Shadow. You know, preparing for this show is never easy because one, you know, with all the statistics and, 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 and details that come out of why this campaign is necessary, uh, one is saddened. Do you feel the same? Saddened, yes, but also outraged. Mm-hmm. This crime is about finding victims. It's about preying on people who are perceived to be helpless. And that for me, yes, it's sad, but sadness makes you helpless. Anger inspires action. You see, so you want us to be angry. I want us to be intolerant. We take our intolerance and we channel it into being divided. And that's part of the reason that I started the Star Foundation, Mm -hmm. which is Stand Together Against Rape. Because when I was working on Slut Walk, I found that all of our anger is directed at each other. We're intolerant of each other as survivors, as people who have chosen to react differently, people who have chosen a different healing journey to ours. And we, as survivors, tend to judge each other. Whereas if we stand together against rape and we support each other and we channel that rage towards being intolerant of crime, we can achieve so much more. I think it's over 15 years or 17 years since we started this campaign. Are we anywhere near um, creating the kind of awareness and the standing together that that you stand for at STAR? No. That's why we need this. And that's why we need to take it to 365 days a year. Mm -hmm. Because 
we all, you know, that's part of what I'm fighting against is this concept that we can do these campaigns and expect that in 16 days we can change the world. Mm -hmm. We can't. Mm -hmm. We need to be out there fighting the good fight every single day. We need to be encouraging bystander intervention. We need to be doing things like the Tears campaign, Bang Your Pots, which originated with the idea that way back when we had a community in which if you stood up in your own kitchen and banged your pot, your neighbors would come and help you. (laughs) And that's what we need to bring back. We need to bring back that awareness that rape and sexual violence is a societal problem. It's not about women. It's not about children. It's about society as a whole participating in conditioning our children to believe that this is okay. Hmm. It's not okay, and we need to start saying so 365 days a year, not just 16. How do we bring that bystander in? What do we say to the bystander? What do we encourage them to do? I suppose Bang Your Pots responds to that. Um, And you mentioned the slut campaign earlier on, which is a very interesting name. But um, how do we encourage the bystander to join and 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 be part of of the movement to change um, the status quo. I think we need to start by, like I said, drawing away from this idea that crime only affects certain people. You know, it's easy to stand on the sidelines and say it's not happening to me, but what we don't realize is that when we look at the statistics. As hard as this is to admit, the fact is that at some point it could be about you. Statistically, if it hasn't happened to you yet, chances are that at some point in your life it will. And how would you like the people around you to react to that? Mm -hmm. That is what we need to be asking bystanders, is if you were in that person's shoes, what would you like the person next to you to be doing? Mm Because, you know, the bang your pots uh, kind of uh, concept used to work years ago, but now you bang your pots and nobody bothers. That is a sad reality of the world we live in. You know, this year I organized Star Walk and we had 80 people there. And it was starting at a sports club where there were easily three or four hundred people watching the rugby. (laughs) You know, I don't know how we address this. Mm. I really don't. Mm. You know, Bang Your Pots is a fantastic concept. And for me, the idea of it is to use social media. You know, instead of posting pictures of your cat, post your picture of you banging a pot. Post a picture of you texting tears to 4111 to donate 20 rand. Because for every person who posts a picture of their cats to donate 20 rand, we can provide a lot of support for survivors. Mm -hmm. So tell us about the Tears Foundation and how um, we, you know, attach ourselves to it during this campaign. 
Firstly, not just during this campaign. Please attach okay, yourself beyond, to it beyond, beyond this campaign. campaign. <laughs> I hear you. I mean, you know, and I want us to make those suggestions uh, just towards the end of our, our talk here about what we can do uh, beyond 16 days. But for now, and now that, you know, it's the beginning of the launch, um, what, 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 what conversations do we have with ourselves and how do we then, uh, you know, Hold Hands of Tears Foundation. Okay, for this campaign, take a selfie of yourself banging a pot with a pledge to support survivors and prevention campaigns, Mm -hmm. and then a screenshot of yourself typing the word tears to 4111 to donate. I mean, it's just 20 rand, seriously, you know, but it all adds up. And then challenge your friends to do the same. Each person on Facebook has more than a 100 friends. Post your selfies to Facebook with the hashtag get involved, hashtag bang your pot, and tag the people that you would like to challenge to do the same. Mm-hmm. And the money goes to? The Tears Foundation. It will fund education campaigns. We also do a board game called Life Board that we take out to schools so that learners can work with trained facilitators in order to discuss issues around rape and sexual violence because when we look at the stats, what we're looking at is one in three women get raped, one in five men get raped. What we don't ask is, who are the perpetrators? Mm. How do we reach mm. them before they become perpetrators? Mm. So when people like Mara Glennie and myself go out to schools and we talk about our experiences as survivors, we're also talking to people who could potentially become perpetrators. And I'm hoping that by doing that, we reach people and they recognize the long-term effects of rape and sexual abuse. You know, it's not just that physical invasion of your personal space. It's a lifetime effect of self-blame, self-doubt, self-esteem issues. And if we can get that across to the people who have the potential to do this to other people and make them understand the effect of their actions, then maybe that's a way to prevent it from happening in the first place. And I think we need to change the way we communicate those stats because, you know, when you say one in four, one in, you know, it, it, it becomes just a number. Exactly. You know, I think, I think, and I'm going to talk to, um, Alta later. Um, I think when we see them and we hear from survivors, it, it just brings it home quicker, I think. And this is why a lot of the facilitators for the live board game are survivors. So we're speaking from experience. We're talking, about what it feels like to be on that side of the violence. Mm-hmm. So are you on, on social media, Camilla, as Tears? The Tears Foundation has a website, www.tears.coza. Mm-hmm. And Starwalk has a Facebook page. We're still working on our website because we only actually started this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I evolved Slutwalk into Starwalk so that we What's can have... What's Slutwalk about? Slutwalk? I wasn't going to go there, but <laughs> now that we got Slut involved, I mean, really, let's go. Okay. Um, I'm always happy to talk about that. This is my 
pet hate in the world is victim blaming. It's the idea that certain people deserve to be raped and that it actually started in Canada where a police officer told university students that if they didn't want to be raped, they should stop dressing like sluts. And the first one was held in February 2011. The first one I attended was in Johannesburg in August of 2011. And... One of the speakers stood up and she was in her pajamas, which was what she had been wearing in her own bed when she was raped. Mm. And she said, you know, in a way, I'm actually relieved that it was in my own bed, in my pajamas, because then I know that I wasn't to blame, that Mm. I wasn't asking for Mm. it. Mm. And then she unbuttons her pajama top and she says, but what if I had been wearing this instead? And underneath was this lacy little camisole number. Mm. And she said, what if I had been wearing this at a club? Would that have changed anything? Would that have made me more to blame for somebody else's choice to assault me? Mm. And that really brought it home for me. And that was when I chose to become involved with Slut Walk to the point where I organized two of them before I gave into pressure to change the name. But for me, that will always be my first line of battle, will be the victim-blaming element. So there's no longer Slut Walk? There is. Um, Slut Walk has a delegation within Star Walk, because like I said, Star Walk is stand together against rape. So we have people wearing mm. Slut Walk t-shirts, we have people wearing Tears t-shirts, we have people from Matrix Men, political parties, government speakers, everybody who's involved in the fight has a place within STAR. And when when does that happen, the walk? In September, because I'm specifically trying to keep it out of August and yes. out of the 16 days. Yes, yes. No, that's also helping in keeping it alive uh, beyond the 16 days of, of activism. I uh, thank you so much for joining us and sharing uh, the the bang your pots uh, kind of concept, which I like, and how we can then use four triple one. You said to text. Four o triple one. Four o triple one. And text the word tears, T E A R S, and you'll automatically donate twenty rand. Lovely. Thank you for your time, Camilla, and keep up the good work. Thank you, Shadow, for having us on your show. Okay, you take care now. Uh, coming up is Major General Yvonne Bocheleng, National Head of Family Violence, Child Protection, and Sexual Offences Unit at SAPS. After this. <laughs> I feel that it's very important, especially uh, on the initiative of us as men, respecting women and our own children. So it is very important, especially in South Africa, there's a lot of abuse, there's a lot of everything that is going on. And our women, we're nothing without them. Let's take part in preventing violence against women and children. Hashtag 365 days of no violence against women and children. Hashtag count me in. Sick of always missing your favorite SAFM shows? Well, now you don't have to. We have a free podcast service that allows you to access them directly from your cell phone, PC or tablet, whenever and wherever you're ready to listen. Go to safm.co.za and click on podcast. This takes you to the SAFM page on iono.fm. Follow at iono.fm on Twitter or like it on Facebook for regular updates. You never have to miss your favorite shows. 
SAFM podcast powered by Iono.fm. 107.1, the home of SAFM in Seapoint. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Major General Yvonne Boutelang, hello. Hello, Shadow, and good afternoon to the listeners. They must put you on so I can hear you. Are you there? Hello, Shadow, and good afternoon to the listeners. No, thank you for joining us. Uh, um, Major, you you not having a uh, the most glamorous job in the world because you national head of the family violence, child protection, and sexual offences. What do you deal with on a daily basis? Thank you very much, Shadow. Um, what we are dealing with on a daily basis is crimes against women and children. Mm. In the country, we have 176 units to ensure that we conduct effective and efficient investigation of this sort. They are all over in the country, this case. We receive cases such as sexual offenses. You can uh, count many Mm, attempted mm. murders and so forth. We deal with, with crimes against women and children, and even males, because in terms of the Sexual Offenses Amended Act, Male can also be raised. Mm, mm. So, may I call you Major, Major General? Um, I I want to know the what what the what you offer at your 176 units when a victim walks in through your doors. What what's the process? What's the procedure? Okay, Shadow, let me start it in this way because most of the people at times they don't know as to where our offices are located because some of them, if not most of them, are not located at the police stations and for the purpose. Mm. Because mm. remember, even our the perpetrators, you will find them at the police station for arrest purposes and others. Now we are avoiding to have these units at the police station. Yes. Now when a victim or a complainant enters the police station to report a matter of sexual violence. Mm. Uh, the police officials behind, behind the counter will have to take this particular victim to a special room that we call victim-friendly rooms. Okay. We, we have these victim-friendly rooms at most of the police stations, if not all the police stations. Mm-hmm. And in those rooms, you will find volunteers like your social workers and other community members to assist them. Because the 176 units are serving 1,140 police stations, Mm. then when this person uh, enters that room, the police official will now call the FCS units in brief, that is Family Violence and Child Protection and Sexual Offences Units Mm -hmm. members, because they received a special training to deal with those kind of cases to deal with traumatized victims. They will call this uh, investigating officer that we have in the country to go and attend to this particular client. When this particular person or the investigative officer arrives, maybe to the victim, they will obtain the statement of the victim. From there, they will take the victim to the accredited medical uh, health center Mm, mm. and whereby this victim will receive the medical examination and also the collection of evidence will be done in order for us to send these samples to our forensic science laboratory for them to help us with the analysis of those DNAs and so forth. Mm. 
When we come back, because we're going to take a little break, Major General, when we come back, I want you to just shed some light into what happens. I'm interested in the process because, you know, a lot of times people say, now I don't want to go to the police because nothing will be done. And that's why I need you to just paint a picture for us of what gets done. And already I I can tell, you know, you, you, you... you have these victim-friendly rooms and, and also the expertise. So let's just uh, talk about when we come back uh, what more of the process and what happens and whether you send people home and if you do keep them, where you keep them and for how long they stay in, 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 your, in your confines. But uh, we'll take a break now and take news headlines with Sir Utsi Lesako. Otherwise, with Shadow Twala, see the world from a woman's point of view. It's the beginning of 16 days of activism for no violence against women and children campaign. And Major General Yvonne Wichelang is my guest. And she's National Head of the Family Violence, Child Protection and Sexual Offences Unit at SAPS. And we're talking about the process of reporting sexual, offen- sexual offence especially, um, and what, uh, you know, what the process is up until uh, you are left to, to go home. And Major General, so you, you've, you've got these people, you've, you've taken them to the accredited health centres, uh, information has come back. What happens to the victims? Thank you very much, uh, uh, Shadow, again. After taking the victim to the accredited uh, medical health center, mm-hmm. we continue with the investigation of these cases. We take or obtain the, uh, the, the statement of the witnesses and others. And before we, 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 we go there, let me indicate to the community that at the medical, accredited medical health, uh, health center, the victim can also be given a treatment that we call HIV Mm. Meaning, meaning HIV post-exposure prophylaxis. Mm-hmm. And this treatment is solely for preventing or reducing the risk of contacting HIV. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also to continue with this PEP, this PEP must be taken within 72 hours after the commission of the offense. And after, say for an example, we, are, we, we managed to arrest the suspect. After the arrest of the suspect, the victim can request, be within 90 days of the arrest of the suspect, can request that this particular suspect be, uh, or the HIV test be done into this particular suspect mm-hmm. within 90 days after the arrest. And if it can be proven beyond reasonable doubt by court that this, this offender raped this particular victim, mm-hmm. knowing very well that he is HIV positive. Mm-hmm. And he raped, or she raped, because it's not only men who are raping. Mm-hmm. This particular complainant or victim, with an intention to spread HIV virus, this particular person can be charged for attempted murder. Mm-hmm. Now, going back to the victim as to what now after taking this particular person to the accredited medical care center. We also refer this particular complainant or victim to the social worker because we work with the social workers Mm. for the purpose of counseling. Mm. In the SAPS, we also have forensic social workers that are placed in the FCS environment solely to deal with children because you, you might know that 
it is difficult for children to disclose in front of everybody. So mm-hmm. they need somebody who has or who received the specialized training to deal with these kind of incidents. Mm-hmm. The social workers are responsible for assessment of the children. They are also responsible for compiling court reports. They are also responsible for providing expert testimony in court. And, and let me indicate this, uh, Shadow. As the FCS or the police, we are not only dealing with the, the, this victim thus far. We also deal with the victim beyond the reporting of the case because thereafter we take, after the, the investigation, we take the case to court. And even after the finalization of the court, we still visit the victim to, to check as to how is she or he coping. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I want to indicate to you that, like you, you said, people believe that nothing is happening. But let me inform you that uh, we, we take pride into what our FCS members are doing. Thus far, since the re-establishment of the FCS units in the country since 2010, we managed to secure 2,000 444 life sentences only. And I'm not talking about mm. other sentences, but I'm talking about life sentences that these members secured. These members received a specialized training to deal with such traumatic So, problems. Major, having said that, and thank you for all this information, because it just paints a beautiful picture of ASAPs that, you know, is doing their work. So, why do you think, then, mo- we're not getting a lot of people coming to report? Is 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 there communication between the public and yourselves about this process? Because it's helped me. I'm more confident now. If anything happens to me, I know exactly where to go because I trust that you guys are set to do your work. So why do you think there's still resistance, especially as far as women are concerned, to go up and report uh, a, a sexual offence? Thank you, Shadow. Um, I will say... According to my experience, some of the people think that these are family matters, for an example, whereby a victim is raped by a family member. They will think that this is a family matter and it needs to be resolved at home. Some of the members, yes, I don't want to say we are perfect as police officials. Mm -hmm. Some of our community members might have in the past went to the police stations and met this particular police official who is not really sensitive about these cases. Hence the reestablishment of the FCS unit. Now mm. I'm informing the community that we have hope or I'm giving a hope to the community to say we have family violence, child protection and sexual offences investigators. And please, as a community member, the moment you, are, you get to the police station and you get this police official who want to interview you over the counter, refuse. Because I said from the onset that we have victim-friendly rooms. You can't just be interviewed over the counter for such kind Mm -hmm. of cases. Mm -hmm. We have to respect your right. We have to ensure that we protect your dignity. That's how we work. We we deal with this. So where do we find more information so we can arm ourselves with this kind of information, you know, so that I can refuse to be interviewed over the counter? You know, right now, because I'm not a victim, that, that information doesn't seem important. But when it happens to a friend, it happens to a family member, I want to know. So is there anywhere we can go on a website as to what we should expect? Uh, Do I go to my local police station, just interview them and say, how do you guys deal with this? (laughs) I don't know what to do. What do we do, Major? Yes, Cheryl, let me give the community this number, SAPS number Mm -hmm. 0800-1011. There is also another line, it's a crime line, uh, 
3211 is an SMS line. We are also working with the social workers and now recently, last year actually, they established or launched their command center for solely for the for gender-based violence. And their number is 0800-428-428. There is also TS number star 134 star 73355 134-131-134-131-131-131-131-131-131-131-131-131-131-131-131-131-131-131-131-131-131-131-131-131-131-131-131-131-131-131-131-131-131-131-131-131-131-131-131-131-131-131-131-131-131-131-131-131-131-131-
Um, it's about ten years after. Sure. Mm, it took me quite a while. It did, hey, and of, I'm glad that you had help. Um, and of course, speaking about it makes it lighter, does it not? It does very much so. And the thing is, when you keep those things in your own mind, you keep on thinking these things because a lot of survivors thinks it's it's your fault. What did you do wrong? Mm-hmm. Why did you deserve to have this happen to you? And the minute you start speaking to others and hearing other people's stories as well, you really that it wasn't your fault. Tell me, uh, did you know the perpetrator? Um, my story is one of those strange ones. Um, my husband actually organized it, so the perpetrator himself <sighs> I didn't know. Are you the woman we spoke Was your story in the paper? Um, in 2013, I got the Leaders A Year of the Month Award, yes. and I did tell my story on air, yes. Wow, that's very brave of you. Um, so the, your husband, in fact, becomes the perpetrator then because yes. he organized it as well. But, and I asked you this question because a lot of times they say, you know, you're raped by somebody you know, somebody mm-hmm. who understands you, somebody who's probably in your home or, you know, um, around your your group of friends. And, and you know, your case is, is, very, is very similar to that. But you were the Epic Foundation. And what do you do with them and what do you do for them? Well, EPIC stands for Empowering People in Crisis. Um, Mm -hmm. After my event, I decided that, you know, I know what it feels like to be alone and scared out there. And I wanted to be that helping hand to others out there. So I started off very small. I cleared out a room in my house and I decided this is going to be my charity room. And I started off with the Comfort Pack project where um, I pack bags with toiletry items, um, clean underwear, bottle of water, note of encouragement. And this then goes to police stations or hospitals um, to be used Mm -hmm. during the initial reporting phases. Well, what I thought was going to be a small project blew up in this massive thing, and we just kept on adding projects to it. So in April 2013, I registered the EPIC Foundation. Um, Our Comfort Pack project is massive. I mean, this year alone, we have distributed over 7,000 bags already to various crisis centers. Majority is in Harting, but we also provide these comfort packs to all the net care hospitals over mm. the whole of South Africa mm. for their sexual trauma units. Um, we deal with places like the Tutuzela Care Centers, Lifeline, Childline, Teddy Bear Clinic, mm. um, Women and Men Against um, Child Abuse. Um, Ikaila Timber, so there's a variety of places and also the smaller victim empowerment centers. So who sustains you? I mean, where do you source all these products from? Um, Shadow, we've been very lucky in the past with community bringing us the products we need. I've got a list of everything we pack in the bags on my website. Mm -hmm. So we have been lucky with getting items in. Um, I do get some funding here and there from large corporates, but Mm -hmm. because the The project has increased so drastically. Mm. We do need extra funding to keep up with the demand of the bags out there. Mm. Um, Because the thing is, these bags have made such a huge impact at the centers where they use them. Because we do them not just for women, we do for children and for men as well. Um, And for someone who arrives at a police station or a hospital when they 
having the worst day of their life and they're at their lowest and for a child to be traumatized just to get that bag with comfort items makes a huge difference just with those initial steps oh i can imagine i really mm. it is a great job so if people want to to uh contribute to your to your product list mm-hmm. then uh, can they go to your website and, and yes, find you there yes they can the website is www epicfoundation.org.za I imagine now it's become a full-time job. Um, it actually is, but I still do work in the mornings to earn a salary to support the family. <laughs> so my day consists of getting up at 4 in the mornings, so working from 6 to 12, and then running Epic Foundation in the afternoons. Your, your conversation with your children after mm-hmm. your experience, uh, what was it like? Because it must be the most difficult one to have. It it really was. Um, they were quite traumatized by it. Um, my elders had to go for counselling as well because it, it's their father. Mm. So it was the worst thing that I ever did in my life, but I had to tell them. I, I couldn't not tell them. So we've overcome it. It's been a few years, and, and they have made peace with it, and they support me so much with everything I do. They've, they've grown up in two beautiful young ladies. Oh, and, and, and it's brought you all closer together. Very much so. Oh, you're blessed. You're blessed. Very blessed, Alta. Thank you so much for talking to us. Thank you, And Shada. keep the good work going. Thank I'll you for your time. Sure. Thank you. Sure. Whew. Wow. Um, yeah, maybe let's go to Shop Shop.